1: Hi folks, welcome to the Game Week 10 preview episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by Fantasy Football Scouts. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me as always at FPL General. I'm hitting the record button on Friday afternoon, there's just a few more press conferences to go, but I'm under pressure to get this out early ahead of a Friday FPL deadline, 6.30pm UK time tonight, 90 minutes before Crystal Palace versus Tottenham kicks off. A lot of managers are selling Tottenham assets, so I'm sure some of those, maybe even myself, will not be sitting down to watch that game tonight to avoid possible punishment and pain. It's an odd game week in terms of scheduling of the games. We've got a Friday night match, just four games on Saturday, then it's five games on Sunday, and the Sunday games are 1pm, 2pm and 3.30pm, so odd timings, different to usual. The clocks also change in the UK, Saturday night, Sunday morning, so keep that in mind if you're in a different country, the fixtures will be at different times for you as well. On today's episodes, I'll round up the pressers, take listener questions, discuss the captaincy, talk you through my transfer plans, my team for the weekend... And I've also drafted a Game Week 10 wildcard squad for those of you playing it this week. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow wherever you're listening and leave a review if you get a chance as well. Getting straight into the team news at Arsenal. Gabriel Jesus and Thomas Partey are set to miss a few weeks of action. So possible punt for wildcarders, Eddie and Ketia. And also for those of us who own Gabriel, there is now no risk the party comes in and ...disrupts that backline like he did in Game Week 1. At the time of recording, no updates yet from Emery at Aston Villa... ...nothing from Bournemouth or Brentford either. If there's anything important before the end of the episode... ...I will plug it in towards the end. At Brighton, Solly March and Danny Welbeck are out long-term... Estupanen and Lamptey are not too far away from a return to action. So, all eyes on And I think once he's back, he'll become a popular pick again. And with March out, there's a lot of talk that Adingra at £5 million could be a good option now. And with Welbeck out, hopefully more minutes for the likes of Ferguson, Fatih and Pedro. Burnley, Connor Roberts is suspended. Quite a bit to get through here at Chelsea. So, Rhys James is not ready to start... Pochettino said tomorrow he's going to be on the bench. So we're probably going to have Malo starting. Good news for me because he's my first sub. Broja has been ruled out. Inkunku is really, really close. And then he went on to say that maybe after the next international break that Nkunku will be involved. So Nkunku won for the watch list after the next break. Then there were some comments from Pochettino about the Chelsea. Penalty taken situation Of course Palmer has scored the last two There was a little bit of an argument between Palmer and Sterling During that last penalty scenario Pochettino said A few players that can take It's about their feelings We are a coaching staff that we give the possibility For them to decide It's not only one player or this player is going to be in charge. At the moment, Cole Palmer was great with the two penalties he takes. I'm happy with the decision from them. Normally, I suppose, it's going to be him if he's on the pitch, but if he is not, I am happy with Raheem Sterling and all of the other players. The most important is to be confident and to show the right attitude. So, good news for Cole Palmer, looks like because he scored the last two, if he's on the pitch, he's going to take them. And Possibly Raheem Sterling second in line. Crystal Palace, nothing new. At Everton, Ashley Young is suspended. Seamus Coleman is back in training, but he's not ready for this game. So it's probably going to be Patterson at right back, I would imagine. At Fulham, nothing new there. So Adarabayo, Traore, Diop and Kenny Tete remain on the sidelines. Nothing new at Liverpool. No updates from Luton. At Manchester City, in Pep's Friday press conference, which is often the case, there was no team news updates. Akanji is suspended for the Manchester derby. And during the week in the Champions League, Pep said that Alvarez wasn't fit to play 90 minutes versus young boys. He did come on for about 20 minutes, had a goal ruled out. He also said that Foden had a little problem. So who knows what any of that means my guess is that both players will be absolutely fine for the weekend no updates yet from Ten Hag either at Newcastle Looks like Alexander Isak is going to miss out. He's got a groin injury. Uh, Eddie Howe said they don't think it's serious. It's a reoccurrence of the one he suffered for Sweden. So that's good news for Callum Wilson's FPL prospects. Again, possible punt for Wildcarders. Jacob Murphy is going to see a specialist today for his shoulder. We'll know more on him later today. Elliot Anderson could be out for a few months. Willock is available and Tonali's still available as well. He has received a 10-month ban, but it hasn't been imposed yet, so Tonali could feature at the weekend. Nothing yet from Steve Cooper at Nottingham Forest. At Sheffield United, McBurney hasn't trained after going off injured last week, but Baldock has rejoined the group. At Tottenham, Pape Sar is fine, just had a bit of an illness. He bounced back and trained well today. I say today, that was yesterday, Thursday. Ujogi... Apostol uh, Coglu said with the doggie we're going to look it and assess it. It's a short turnaround, so we'll see how he does today and make a decision tomorrow. Again, that was yesterday, talking about you know Thursday going into Friday because Tottenham are the Friday night fixture. Basuma is available following suspension. At West Ham, Emerson, the left back, is suspended. Soufal missed the European game due to feeling a bit tight. So there's some slight concerns there, but he'll probably be okay. And finally, nothing yet from Wolves. Before I get stuck into listener questions, a quick plug for my Patreon. FPL content creation is my full-time job. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support it and me, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL General. You'll get ITES podcasts on Tuesdays, Thursday night live streams, Q&As, team reveals and more. Question time now. The first one is from Mark Cram. If your only way to get Salah is to sacrifice Haaland, is it worth it? Mark says, I can do it with two free transfers and I'm concerned that both Haaland's and Manchester City's data and output is down and Salah is punishing me. So, I wouldn't recommend selling Haaland's. I think Manchester United is a very good fixture for him. And then the real Good fixture is in game week 11 at home to Bournemouth. I think that's the prime captaincy game for Erling Haaland. So I probably wouldn't be losing Haaland to get Salah this week. I'd be trying to get Salah somehow another way or just reluctantly going without Salah if you can't get there. So for me, I would keep Haaland, try to get Salah another way. And I'm sure there is other ways when you have two free transfers. Yes, you know numbers are down slightly. Haaland's, I think ha- Haaland's are actually okay. It's a small sample size. I have no doubts that Haaland is going to remain a very important FPL pick this season. Question from Sebastian. Is it worth taking a minus four to bring in Watkins for Alvarez? A lot of people are in this scenario. They feel like they absolutely need to get Watkins. Maybe it's a 3 5 2 formation, so it's harder to get there. Maybe it's a Haaland Alvarez strike force. Do you sell a very good asset in Julian Alvarez to get another very good asset in Ollie Watkins, who plays Luton at home? I think this is a really tricky decision. I think it's okay as a free transfer. But when there's a minus four involved, I probably wouldn't do it. I would, again, probably reluctantly go without Watkins. But again, Alvarez against Manchester United, and then the week after against Bournemouth. Bournemouth have just lost their goalkeeper as well. Neto looks like he's injured, so they're going to have a backup goalkeeper for that game also. So, I can understand the temptation to get to Watkins, even if it means a minus four. Now, what would probably swing it is, if you think Watkins is the best captain this week, then Absolutely fine to take a minus four in that case. Get rid of Alvarez. Hope that he doesn't do much, and then you're back in your captain to smash it against Luton. But again, I'm quite a conservative manager, so most of these kind of hit questions that come in, usually I bat them off and you know give a more conservative answer. But if you're a more more aggressive manager than I am, then maybe the minus four for Watkins pays off over the next couple of weeks anyway. Question from FPL Yogi. With two Spurs midfielders and no Arsenal coverage, what's the better move? Son to Saka or Madison to Martinelli, or keep the two Tottenham guys and hide behind the sofa? You can join me behind the sofa because I don't think I'm going to have an Arsenal attacker this week. I don't think I'm going to buy Saka. Uh, Gabriel will be my only Arsenal pick for the Sheffield United game, which doesn't feel great, but that's the season that we're in. There's lots of players who have lots of good fixtures, and we can't have every player. What would I do here? Would I keep the two Tottenham guys, or would I get Saka? Looking at the fixtures, I do like Saka as a possible captaincy candidate for the next few weeks, whereas I don't think I'd be captain in Madison or Son over the next four or five. So I do like going from two Tottenham attackers to one Tottenham attacker and add in Saka for Sheffield United and Burnley over the next three game weeks. So I would be inclined to get Saka from the one of the Tottenham guys. The question then is, which one do you lose? And that kind of comes down to maybe what your team structure is. Do you need cash in the future? You know, Can you sell Sun? Can you sell Madison? I, I still rate both players quite equally. I, I think they're both really good FPL picks. And, obviously, losing Son just frees up a little bit more cash. But, again, I don't want to sway it either way there because it's a really tough decision if you're selling Son or Madison. Again, maybe just keep the guy who's playing out of position up front. And I think most likely on penalties is Youngman Son, but we still don't know the answer to that. But, certainly, Aaron Saka with one other Tottenham midfielder sounds good to me. So, looks like, actually, I'll be behind the sofa by myself there because FPL Yogi's probably going to go ahead... And get it. The question was Son to Saka or Madison to Martinelli. I think Son Son to Saka. If you can't afford Madison to Saka, then I think I would do Son to Saka. <laughs> The next two questions are related, so I'll do them together. First one from Alan Laurie: Strawman, the Trippier is essential debate, and Murray Roach also said, "Would you sacrifice Trippier for Salah? It's the only real money position I've got in the team." So Murray has Trippier as a cash cow and sees that as possibly the only route to get Salah. Uh, I'll answer that one first. Would I sacrifice Trippier to get the Salah? If it's the only way you can get there for free transfers, or maybe even a minus four, it's absolutely fine to lose Trippier. Yes, he's been absolutely incredible for the last four game weeks, but if you think you're going to captain Salah in maybe three or four of the next five or six game weeks, then I think it's absolutely fine to lose Trippier to get Salah in if it's the only way to do so. Spoiler alerts, I'm probably going to own Mohamed Salah shortly after this podcast. I haven't made transfers yet, but the plan is to get Salah, and thankfully I'm able to do it by keeping Kieran Trippier. I'm a very happy Trippier owner, but again, he's not essential. Um, no player is essential. No matter how good they've done in recent game weeks, the best fixtures are behind them. Yes, he's probably going to continue to score well, but he's probably not going to smash it out of the park like he has done in recent times. So if you need to sell Trippier for Salah, fine. If you need to sell Trippier for other picks, if you need to go without Trippier on a wild card to afford other things, absolutely fine. But again, as someone who's not wild carding, I'm quite happy to see other managers not picking and Trippier and I hope he does continue to perform very well. But again, the bottom line here is no player is essential. There's too many good picks this season that we can't have every player. So don't, don't get too hung up on it and don't stress over it too much. Question from FPL Cricket, how much longer do I keep the faith in James Ward-Prowse? Probably not much longer would be my suggestion because when I think about Ward-Prowse and his price bracket... I would rather own Diaby for his fixtures. I would rather own Matsoma for his fixtures. And I would even rather own Anthony Gordon to free up a little bit of cash as well. Also, Douglas Louise at Aston Villa. Pretty sure he's on four yellow cards, I think. Go double-check that. Don't take my word on it. But keep that in mind if you're looking at Douglas Louise. To me, Douglas Louise is basically a cheaper James Ward-Prowse. Free kicks, penalties, corners. So you can save yourself a bit of cash on Louise over Ward-Prowse. And obviously, Jared Bowen. I think, is the best attacking pick from West Ham. So maybe selling War price opens the Jared Bowen door for you as well. Question from Nathan, what are my thoughts on Adingra as a cheapie with all of Brighton's injuries and good fixtures? Yes, yeah, so we mentioned it earlier, Sully March is injured. A lot of people seem to think that's good news for Adingra, and it probably is. But on the grand scheme of things, I do not like De for FPL. I'm very, very fearful of his rotation. We've seen it in a lot of Premier League games after European games, there's been five or six changes. Now, Matoma and Adingra, I think, both played 90 minutes on Thursday night. So I'd be fearful on both players. Now, I don't think it's enough to put you off them on a wild card because if you're picking them as five or six game week picks, even if there is the odd benching, because the fixtures are good, because the underlying numbers are good, you still expect Adingra and Matoma to do well. And when he's only five million, I think he is a good option but I prefer Palmer at the same price as Chelsea on penalty. So for me, it's Palmer over Adingra, regardless of Palmer's difficult fixtures, but I could be wrong on that one. So I am I am lower on Brighton picks than most other content creators this week because quite simply, minutes, and I am very fearful of De Zerbe. Question from Matt Gold. For those of us playing the wildcard this week or very soon, who's the best 4 million defender? A lot of them seem to be injured This, on a side note, if anyone who runs the FPL game is listening to this, please, please, please give us a slider on the transfers page where we can sort by exact price, you know, set the maximum price you're looking at to 4 million or 4.1 or 4.2 instead of this rubbish where you have to pick. Either 3.9, 4.4, 4.9, you know, jumps up in in 0.5. Anyway, side note, rant over who is the best 4 million defender. It's probably Branthwaite at Everton, just kind of as a long-term bench pick. The the best 4 million defender is actually probably a 3.9 million defender. Charlie Taylor at Burnley, save yourself 0.1. And you could take a punt on Lascellas at Newcastle. We don't know how long Bottman's going to be out for. It could be a couple of weeks. It could be a couple of months. We never know with Eddie Howe. So I don't, I'm don't. i seeing Lascellas in some wildcard teams. And I certainly would, wouldn't would tell anyone to take him out. Because if you get Lascellas off your bench in any game week, there's always a chance of a clean sheet. So they're the three you're looking at the sellers Charlie Taylor and Branford. I would probably go Taylor first. You never know when that 0.1 might come in handy. And I think I've got those player prices right in terms of they're all 4 million apart from Taylor at 3.9. Question from Roger on a wild card and need all the money on the field. What is the best 3.9 million goalkeeper to put on your bench for the next couple of game weeks? Go for Strakosha at Brentford. We've seen him play already. We know he's second choice who knows, down the line, could end up becoming first choice, so if you're looking for a 3.9 goalkeeper, Strakosha is the way to go. Moving on to captaincy and transfers now, I think the the usual suspects are going to be mentioned almost every week now for captaincy, he's probably got a top five at the moment, Watkins, Saka, Salah, Haaland and heung Son, the Way I am leaning this week, I don't own my captain yet, but in about half an hour's time I'm going to pull the trigger on transfers and I'm going to bring in Mohamed Salah and I think he, to me, is the standout captaincy candidate against Nottingham Forest at home, on penalties, reduced minutes midweek, whereas Watkins played, I think he played the majority of that game on Thursday night. Yes, Watkins probably has the better fixture at home to Luton. But again, he doesn't have the penalties. I think it's very, very close between Watkins and Salah. That's going to be the decision of my team. And I'm leaning towards Captain Salah. Elsewhere, if you own Saka, fantastic captaincy candidate this week as well at home to Sheffield United. He's right up there. To me, they're probably the top three. Watkins, Salah and Saka because of the fixtures. Haaland is away to Manchester United. Manchester Derby, you never know what's going to happen. I still think he's right up there with those guys as a great captaincy candidate as well. But I feel like this is a week where we can go elsewhere. And then heung Son is away to Crystal Palace tonight. So again, Son, good captaincy candidate, as is Madison. But I think the other four are better. So I'm going to go Salah number one, Watkins number two. Saka. I'm going to put Watkins and Saka joint second. Um, and then throw Haaland in there after that. There was a question from FK, FPL Commander. Nice to get a, a message from Commander as a general. He says, Is it tactically sound if you chase rank by Captain Saka over Salah? Yours, Commander? So, i like to see that question coming in. Absolutely fine. If you've got ground to make up in rank or mini-league and you feel like this is a week where you can go against some of your rivals or some of the ownership percentages, Saka captain against Sheffield United is never going to be a bad idea. The only slight concerns I have about Saka are those slight injury niggles and the fact that he's not guaranteed to take a penalty, whereas Mohamed Salah is. So that's why I feel... I'm not, I don't feel comfortable not buying Saka, but those couple of reasons make it a little bit easier not to go there. I'll probably go there. Give me twelve for the Burnley fixture if I can maneuver it, but I feel like Salah is a more important player for me to buy, and I think he's a safer captain pick this week. In terms of transfers, I've got two frees. The plan is to sell Hyungman's Son and Bruno Fernandez. So Sal and Bruno feels fine because it's Manchester City and Manchester United haven't been firing on all cylinders this season. Sal and Son feels wrong, but that's the kind of season we're in. You've got to play the game weeks in front of you, not the game weeks behind us. And I think Salah has better fixtures and he's a better captaincy candidate for the next few weeks. So Salah will come in. And to make a possible Anthony Gordon from Newcastle United, I've got exactly 0.0 in the bank for these moves. So I hope that is a sign that is, is the right thing to do for my squad. The alternative I was looking at was Bruno to Saka, roll the transfer, and then I would captain either Watkins or Saka. But to me, this feels right. Son and Bruno out. Salah and Gordon come in, and Salah gets the armband. So the team will look like Johnston and Goal. Not a good fixture this week, but good fixtures coming up. Trippier, Cash and Gabriel. Salah captain. Madison, Jared Bowen, Anthony Gordon and a front three of Haaland, Alvarez and Watkins. And Watkins will get the vice-captaincy. Good team on paper, so a red arrow guaranteed. A very quick wildcard draft now for those of you who have it active this week. I have a terrible team value and I was able to build this squad with 0.0 in the bank. I would be inclined to stick with 3-4-3 because it's been working for me. And obviously, this wildcard tra- wild draft is heavily influenced by the players that I currently own. So it's not necessarily the optimal or the best wildcard squad that you might go with. But just to give you an idea of what I would be doing if I was active this week, it would probably be Areola Stracotia in goal, just cheap as possible. Defence, I would be inclined to keep Trippier, keep Cash, keep Gabriel... And then the bench would become Branthwaite and Charlie Taylor. Midfield, Salah comes in, Saka comes in, Jared Bowen stays, Anthony Gordon comes in, and then Ahamada, the cheap Crystal Palace, 4.3 would be there for the bench. And up front, probably wouldn't change either. Haaland, Watkins, and Alvarez. So when I when I built this draft, again, it tells me absolutely no need for me to wildcard because my wild card my team will look very like this wildcard team after I buy Sala and Gordon later today. Now a few bullet points here. If you want to free up fronts from Trippier for other positions, I think you probably go Shimakis from Liverpool. If you are comfortable losing Alvarez, you could go 3 5 2 instead with Matoma or Diaby, both really good picks. And the main takeaway from this one is the bench is very, very weak. Um, Strakosha, Branthwaite, Taylor, Ahamada. You don't have much there. At least Branthwaite and Taylor do play, but. It would be slightly too weak for my liking, which is why I think a lot of people probably will lose Trippier and you can give yourself a stronger first sub like a Simicus or a Gabriel or something like that. So there's just a bit of food for thought if you are wildcarding today. Best of luck for the game week, folks. Remember, it is a Friday deadline. Have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday to look back on the action. Make sure you hit subscribe for that one. If you're not interested in the Patreon stuff, you can simply buy me a coffee instead at buymeacoffee.com forward slash General. Anyone who buys me a coffee these days gets a link to my Discord channel, which has really taken off in the last week or two. So hopefully see you on there soon, and I'll talk to you all on Monday.
0: Or visit meetmelinaca.com. Let's talk today.